0: How you doing, David? You all right? You're right. All right, James.
1: How are you? I can't see you. What? See Here you. we go. Hey. Now We're talking. So I've got to let everyone know John Beer is not very well. And we're we um, talking. Um,
0: He's got the shits.
1: No, we're talking. Really, not very well. Oh no! But, oh yeah. no! Like throat going to hospital.
0: Oh no, John.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He 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 said to me, "I don't want to let you down. I want to still come on the pod." I was like, oh, "No, it will."
0: Oh God, John, I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah. So he hasn't just got the shits, James.
0: Have Can I? I'll just reveal what I've done there. Very self indulgent. I I once wrote a sitcom pilot, and there was a there was a, um, a character fancied a girl, and he and she said that. She'd had to miss something. Oh, that was it. What did you do at the weekend? Uh, and she said something like, oh, I, not, uh, you know, I, nothing, wasn't really feeling up to it. And the, the male character goes, oh, do you have the shits? <laughs> and, and she was like, no, family bereavement, actually. Yeah. So I was reliving my old... That's exactly
1: it. Yeah. But you've, you, you were coming on the show anyway. But the only problem is, I wasn't at the game. You weren't at the game. We've got to talk for half an hour about... Exeter being port failed. Two, no, two, one. Three, two, two. Hang on a minute. Are
0: you joking? No. Oh, no. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, do
1: you know what? So, I asked you one come on every every once in a while if you fancy it, because I thought it'd be nice just to look back over the weekend
0: results. What do you want to do, James? You just want to (laughs) chat? No, so I I followed the weekend's results. Brilliant. Watched highlights. Yeah. Oh, I feel feel terrible. I should have watched the Exeter match. You know, at least watch the highlights or something. Don't feel terrible. God, I feel like I made the worst start to a podcast ever. (laughs) This is the story of my life. first time I come on, literally one of the best things I've ever done oh, to in my I took the mind. roof off. Second time, I've, I've been booed off after a minute.
1: Yeah, well and truly putting the roof back on.
0: Yeah, yeah, asking <laughs> if I can actually repair the roof myself.
1: Yeah, well, that's all right. I'll
0: tell you what happened. Extra yeah. went up to Port Vale. Well, may, may I ask, before we start, what are your thoughts on the new manager? I really like what I see. In what regard? Are you saying
1: that because he listens? In what regard? Well, I like the way he holds himself. What good posture? Good posture. I thought if I was in the changing room and he come in, I'd sit up straight and go, "Yes, Mister Caldwell." Is he? Is he an alpha male? I haven't got a clue. Do, do you do you think you have to be an alpha
0: male to make it as a football manager? No, well, I'd prove I'd prove you don't. I'd prove you don't. Are there any examples of non-alpha males who were brilliant football managers? Don Reevee, he wasn't an alpha male. Wow, that's a
1: good question. Arteta?
0: Surely he is.
1: Have you seen him around the changing room? In that? Oh, maybe, no, that you thing? know
0: what, no. You're probably right, actually. It's a good yeah. shot. Thank you. Fergie would be an alpha. Have you seen the time Fergie tells off Mike Phelan for stepping on that balloon? No. Oh, mate. Any listener who hasn't seen it, go on to YouTube. Fergie. So I think, I think like a, b- a balloon has got in the dugout and Fergie's watching the match chewing gum. Yeah. And Mike Phelan is trying to do the right thing and he stamps on the balloon, but Fergie doesn't know he's stamping on the balloon. And then there's a loud pop and Fergie just looks at Mike Phelan and just goes, fuck off! <laughs> like that. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that every alpha male is a bully, and I'm not saying that Fergie's a bully. But that that little clip is so revealing because that because obviously the Fergie the, Fergie's a, a obviously an icon. I, I've read I've read it, I've read all three books that Fergie wrote. Uh, I but I still find him quite the enigma. But that little short clip I felt was revealing. Ah, right, okay, so that's what he might be like in the dressing room. Absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, well, he would be, wouldn't he? He really would be. Cluffy, surely an alpha male. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, he might not be. Bob Paisley. He might be more of like a, an avuncular figure. There's a, my favourite Bob Paisley story was when Alan... Right, bear in mind, Alan Kennedy... Uh, sorry, it's, it's... it's I'll tell you what, you have absolutely turned on the toaster. Hang That's on a minute, a I, know, I felt like I had to. You've
1: absolutely the... turned on the toaster. Yeah, so.
0: Alan Kennedy, right? So bear in mind that Alan Kennedy scored a winning goal in the European Cup final to win Liverpool the European Cup... He also scored the winning penalty in a European Cup final to win Liverpool, the European Cup. The guy should be, and I'm sure he is, but I mean, I think he should be held in much higher esteem, given what he achieved. But but the fact that he tells this story, on his debut, so he's just been signed, first game for Liverpool, and he has a choppy first half, and I think he's at fault for a goal. On his debut, Bob Paisley comes into the changing rooms so and goes, Oh, bloody hell! They shot their own bloody Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> wow.
1: I mean, that's a bit of fun as well. Oh, it's a, gra- it's a great gag. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good gag. gag. Yeah. But, I oh, was well. watching the video, Gary Coldwell. They put up um, a little... They cut a video together, extra of Gary Coldwell's first day, I think. And there's a little shot of him giving his first speech to the squad. Can you imagine what that feels like? You've got to stamp your authority, but you've got to be their mate. You've got to tick all the boxes. They've got to trust you. If there's that, that feels like stand-up comedy in that room. You've
0: got they yeah, see a chink of yeah. They're onto you, yeah. Because you see, you know, a new act might go on to great things, but in those first few gigs, we've all been there. The audience can smell that sweet, sweet blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, for a new for a new manager, imagine what are like you looking
1: ha- for? What are you looking for? your new manager at your club. What do you want?
0: Well, I, I've, I've got to take it. I mean, the, the, I think the listener, the returning listener will be disappointed if I don't bring it back to Ian Dowie. <laughs> um, I don't think they give a shit. <laughs> Ian did not, all right,
1: Mate, can Get I, I just say,
0: and I know yeah. I said this to you on WhatsApp, of all the things, look, I'm well aware that I'm not, you know, I'm not Kevin Bridges or anything, but of all the things I've ever done in, in, in my life, including like being on EastEnders or, you know, being in a movie or whatever, this podcast—that's the most interaction I've ever had off anything ever. Serious? Yep. Old uni mates, WhatsApping. Uh, people I've not heard from for years getting in touch on direct message. Twitter followers went up by about a hundred. Um, all of the all All I record. knew it.
1: I knew it. I thought I'm going to get James on it. I think James will take the roof off. I knew it.
0: I knew it. Uh, no, th- I mean thanks. For, thanks for having me. So I think I think you're looking for. I think it is. I think that's a really good shout about stand-up comedy. I think, I think I am looking for an alpha male in my manager, though. Yeah, I am. Because if someone, I mean, uh, in one of Bobby Robson's autobiographies, uh, he writes about getting the Ipswich job, and two of his best players were, let's say, problem. Let's diplomatically go with problematic. Who would
1: they have been? Do you know? I
0: can't remember off the top of my head. And yeah, Bobby Robson. Like, Hang on, Jack. He had to sell them both. Uh, David has uh, gone to close a, a patio door. I'll be honest with you. I thought David had gone to get a Bobby Robson autobiography off the off the shelf, and instead, Jack, sorry, was...
1: James, couldn't hear any of that.
0: Sorry. No, good, good. It's a lovely treat for when you get back. Um, no, I'll tell I'll tell you what I said. I thought you'd run off to get Bobby Robson's autobiography off a shelf.
1: Oh, that'd be good.
0: The way he did it, you went, oh shit. As if to say, Oh, let me I'll I'll check this. Um and he's and he sold them both. And I think the analogy he gives is He sold them both. He, and it was and he says it was the right call because otherwise I think the analogy he uses is the, the barrel gets in, the barrel of apples gets infected. So you've got to nip it in the bud straight away. So you need a manager, if there's any silliness. I mean, I, get, I mean, I've got to be, di- again, diplomatic because so he strikes me as quite litigious, but say what Eric Ten Hag is doing with... Mind you, but then he's made him captain. He strikes you as quite litigious. Who, Eric Ten Hag? Uh, no, no, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, right. it seems he's going to come for you. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. But it, se- it seems to me... <laughs> he loves his pod. He loves his pod. He was one of the people that DM'd. No, but it seems to me that Ten Hag had come in there and gone, right, this, guy's, this guy... Could be a problem. And then just to t- just the total U-turn is that he then made him captain, didn't he, at the weekend and they got yeah. spanked. What a load of shite that was. You've got to... But surely when a player gives the impression of being bigger than the club or, or certainly too big for their boots, um, it's time, is it not time to... I know he's been an icon and all that, but surely you've got to move him on.
1: Well, yeah, because when does it end? What
0: when does do? he?
1: When he's hobbling in at 48. You can't have him stropping off like that. I want to bring it back to Gary Coldwell. Yeah, sorry. So do I. Sorry. No, not at all. Uh, just in case Gary's listening. Yeah. He's coming on the pod, I think. Are you serious? I'm serious. I think so. I think he said
0: he will. Amazing. Oh, I'm going to be just...
1: Yes, Mr. Coldwell.
0: No, would Mr. A, Coldwell. Would you be a bag of nerves?
1: Yeah, of course. But, so I was watching... So he's taken over... First game we drew with Derby. Yeah, he's taken over from a successful manager. First game we drew with Derby. Second game we lost to Plymouth in the Derby 4-2. But it was a good performance. (gasps) Is this right? Third game. Am I getting this right? Third game was against Port Vale in the FA Cup round one on Saturday. And we won. We got a winner in the last minute, 3-2. Now, I was just imagining being a manager and your first three games you lose you come into a new club what
0: is that like
1: so everyone's just looking at you like god
0: and also once again it beco- it, it, it becomes there's an infection there as well once you start losing because i've heard i've heard from from players at, at, at who uh used to play for crystal palace <laughs> that when a team is winning and one of the coaches told me this as well, when a team is winning, it's amazing how quickly those injuries clear up because everyone wants to get, yeah. So all of a sudden people are jumping off the treatment table. Oh, that thigh strain's not too bad, Gaffer, because there's, there's, I think there's something going on on a subconscious level. You know, maybe the body's healing quicker or, you know, something happens certainly. And that suddenly when you're winning, players are fit and then the opposite is also true. When you go on a losing run, Oh, I've just pulled my calf. And I'm not saying that people I'm not saying people are lying, but I think something goes on between the ears. Yeah. Yeah. So that that strong start is vital, isn't it? Really? And he has had a good start. Also, draw, how many players? I mean, th- draw away and a win away. Do you remember Frank De Boer at Palace? Did he did he lose like his first nine or something like that? And then it's like, see you later. Cause once once that snowball gathers momentum, oh, and- I Almost can't imagine impossible.
1: walking in even after three or four defeats, walking in on the Monday and everyone's like, Hello David. Hello, Mr. Oh. L.
0: Hi. Hi everyone. You're right. Yeah. Good. And you've got to like you'd have to you'd have to over exaggerate the body language. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you've read some manual has to be positive. Yeah, good thank Yeah, great weekend. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you look know, like you've not slept for three nights. Shut up. You're sacked. You know. have the barrel yeah. been infected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. And also you'd have You'd have players, uh, I know there was a player at Palace who uh, used to start and then lost his place, and then used to. you'd have players knocking on your door and all that, wouldn't you?
1: Well, we about players knocking on your door. It just so happens that a Mr Dean Moxie is following my new football club. Is he really? David, it's all happening. He played for Crystal Palace, didn't he?
0: Moxie. Dean Moxie. Oh fuck. <laughs> I thought he'd been the road of him.
1: <laughs> oh he did. did he he really did. Saw happening?
0: Who is he? No, but this is, I'll be honest with you. He played for Palace. Did he? Uh after I'd stopped following yeah, he did. Oh, he oh well, shout out to Dean. I knew who you were.
1: Okay, you've had a nightmare on this pod.
0: Oh god, he was even part of I was at that game. He was at the it was at the uh <laughs> He's part of the playoff winning squad of 2013. Uh, he's, at, he's at Torquay now.
1: Oh, that's why. 36.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. oh, he played for Exeter. Indeed, where it all began. Mate, that's the, that's the team he played for the most amount of times. 176 times.
1: He played 91 games for
0: Palace. Yeah. Uh, and also, and that's only in three, three years. And you were there during that time, did you say? No, 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 no. Oh. I'd, I'd, I'd left in two thousand and five, but I did, go, but I did go to the final when they, uh, when they, when they won at Wembley. Right. Oh, he's a tall Kevin Phillips, mate. Kevin Phillips scored the winner.
1: Right. What a
0: career that guy
1: had. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. My mate, my best mate at school, was at Southampton with Kevin Phillips. Go on. Year younger. They're in the year below Alan Shearer. Go on. and um, he's got a little video of him on a tour of Sweden with Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer at the front going, <laughs> like 16-year-old Alan Shearer. Amazing. <laughs> but, Oh, God. did you see that documentary of, about, um, what's his name, at Southampton? The guy who's um, Bobby No. Coach. No. What, he was there? It all happened. A lot of it that happened tour. on that tour. Yeah. Oh and God. and they would, he would get them oh. to chant his name, I think. What's my point? Dude, I think I'm going to burst into tears. My point is, my mate yes. and, Ke- and Kevin Phillips were both let go by Southampton at the age of 17 because they had like three players for each position. My mate gave up and came to play for us on a Saturday. Kelvin Phillips went down three or four leagues and then the rest is history.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So does your mate does your mate ever let his mind wander? What could have been, etc.
1: I think he's pretty. He's at peace with it. Fine. He was, he was
0: astonishing. Andy, I jo- think Andy, Andy Johnson was let go by Luton when he similar thing, and then he rebuilt his career. Le- Leeds United have this hilarious track record in their history, historically, of letting absolute icons walk out the door. Really? Yeah. So they they cut players when they were young and then obviously they went on to achieve great things. Whoa, 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 whoa. hang on a minute, James. Are you in a Yorkshire
1: County Cricket Club? Top? Yes. How come? I'm from Yorkshire.
0: you got a little connection, there. It's 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 purely because... It's uh, not top, isn't I, Yeah, yeah, mate. David Seaman was released by Leeds United in 1982. What was he? What was he? Was I think I'm, I've got a feeling Beardsley was another one. You know? Oh no, it's Man United, wasn't it? They let him go. When yeah, he yeah. He was well known. Um Yorkshire, the York, the Yorkshire thing, David, is purely like like a lot of people. When I lived in Leeds, it, it, I think your northernness doesn't mean much that much to you when you live there, and then when you leave, you get it's a bit. And it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? You get. To, not homesick, but like pangs for the the motherland and all that. And so this Yorkshire top, I think, is the equivalent of carrying a comfort blanket around. You know. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, it looks comforting. It is. It is very comforting. Look, I want to. So we we won the first FA Cup first round on Saturday. Yeah. We we scored two gorgeous goals. Giovanni Brown worth having a look. Giovanni Brown scored an absolute corker. And then Archie Collins got a winner in the last minute. So we're now in the FA Cup second
0: round. Hang on, David. There's a thing. I, there's a thing I have to flag with you here. This you've mentioned the late winner there, and I know that you have tweeted your displeasure at the term limbs. I hate it. Why? Because it it sounds too tryhard. But it just means that limbs are going everywhere, yeah, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, nah. Go on. I feel like if if I'd sat with someone and and maybe. The team had scored, and their uh, the fans were starting. Someone went, "Hey, mate, limbs! What limbs?
0: Are you talking about limbs because of their arms? Yeah, I know that, but why are you saying that? Because I just wondered if it had come from a more organic place than that. You know, so like a like a match, you know, a match report saying, and there were limbs, there were limbs everywhere, and then it just gets a, a, a life of its own.
1: Well, someone wrote on Twitter you, in the nineties used to be, "Let's go fucking mental."
0: That's so right.
1: I guess is that. I guess that's not acceptable anymore. And then someone else said it was, let's go sucking menthol. Nice. That is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Very sensible, actually. Um. I think John,
0: John just said it in an episode. He said limbs. I've never heard it before. And a few people said, I don't know what John's on about. But I think it's a measure of the fans. Well, I think it's a measure of the fans in terms of how passionate, what it means to them, et cetera. Because chart, there was that. Uh, listen, I, I don't like, I personally don't I don't like, um... I don't really like rivalries that aren't there. So, like the Palace, Brighton rivalry. I don't really, I don't buy it. And uh, you know, I've, I've, no, I've, not, I've, I've nothing against Charlton, right? However, did you see that game? Was it last week? They were 4-2 down in oh, injury. Oh, all the three. goals. And then they score two goals. I mean, it's insane. And it cuts to the crowd. And i all right, I'm exaggerating slightly, but it's like, yay. And I'm like, where are they? Because I thought that should be absolute limbs. I'm sorry to use that term. Because surely most fans there will be they be losing their mind. I haven't got money. a problem with losing your mind and wagging your no, ha- arms. No, it's the term, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just feels a bit try-hard, and I'm amazed it caught on. But a lot of people are getting defensive on Twitter.
0: No, but I—the more you're talking, I'm—you're one of these people that I value your opinion more than I value my own opinion. Oh uh, so well,
1: that, don't. So I might—I might, I might I don't revise. value mine. I'm now valuing yours. I might revise my <laughs> limbs stance. I I right, know what you mean. James. Yes. So we won the FA Cup first round. And now we've gone into the FA Cup's second round, obviously. Now, this is all new to me. Because now the FA Cup means something to me. When I was supporting Man United, it meant nothing. But now the magic of the FA Cup has come into my life. So I'm now thinking about the draw tonight, the second round. Yeah. And then the possibility, if you win that, that's when the big clubs come in.
0: Round three, big dogs. Now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. And also, for the clubs lower down, that is all about the potential of that exactly. sweet, sweet payday, you know? So, so how when you say sweet, sweet payday, how much money are we talking? That is a good question. Also, on the topic of the FA Cup, do you not think... You know what? Rodney Marsh, I think, called this at the time, and I think he's correct. The FA Cup hasn't been the same since Man United skipped it to play in that FIFA World club cup thing yeah they, they they did take away some of the magic there
1: yeah well but i'm feeling i'm feeling the magic now
0: well that's great that so you're getting the magic back thanks to extra. but when we were and i'm not i don't want to sound like granddad here but when we were david when we were kids the fa cup the build-up started on bbc one i think like i think kids tv may have even ah. Uh. You know, it may have started like nine in the morning. Incredible! And so it went all the way. I mean, there's on the, there's there's that incredible Everton documentary, Howard's Way, and, oh. uh, and it shows. Have you seen it, mate, D- David? That's one of the great sports documentaries, and it's was all about eighty eighty it five. It's it about? all about how the the Howard Kendall era, and it shows it shows the BBC. They're on the team. Coaches chatting with the manager on the way to Wembley. I mean, that wouldn't. It would never never in a million years. But, <laughs> But the, the, <laughs> Michael yeah. Th- Michael Thomas, who scored that you know one of the most famous goals of all time, when winning Arsenal the league at Anfield, was once asked uh, what was the highlight of your career, and they're expecting him to say, well, obviously winning the league with virtually the last kick at Anfield, and he says scoring in the FA Cup final for Liverpool, and the interview was like, what? And he said, because when you're a kid, that's the goal that you practiced in the playground. You know, it's Thomas for the for the FA Cup. You know, it's that sort of thing. So, what has changed? What it's so been? sad. Well, I I do think the I think the United thing, and then I also think the the, the pre, you know the Premier League is the be all and end all. Uh teams take the FA Cup less seriously because it's if all you about win the
1: FA Cup, what are you in the Europa? Is that what it grants you?
0: No, I don't think so. Oh. I could be I could be totally so wrong. You know what I think you should do, and this was once put to Fergie and he totally dismissed it. I think if you win the FA Cup that should be a Champions League place. Yeah, agreed. Can you imagine what that t- that tournament would become? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited now. Hang on, I'm looking at this winner of your Euro- mate, the winner of the FA Cup qualifies for next season's Europa League.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is it's probably about right. It's juicy seen it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Exeter could be in the Europa League. But surely winning the FA Cup is better than. Should be deemed better than finishing fourth in the Premier League. Surely. Because, you know, fourth place finish gets in the Champions League. Yeah, the FA Cup winner's in there. You'd ha- i tell you what, you'd have the magic of the FA Cup back then. Striking
1: in there. Are we saying that the winner of the Premier League should go into the Champions League and that is it?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, if you win the FA Cup, I appreciate that you'd be in the Champions League qualifying. You're not going to go straight into the... right. Big, but you know Johnny Big Potato group stages—you've got you'd, you'd have to qualify. But imagine, like when you know when Wigan, your, your man Gary Caldwell won the FA Cup with Wigan. Um Imagine if Wigan had ended up in the Champions League—you know, incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and the lad who scored the winner to crowbar it back to Palace in that match is Ben Watson, who lives not a million miles away from me because he he was a he was a great player at Palace, and so when he. Imagine that, you know, scoring the winner in the FA Cup final. I know he's got the ball at home in a in a glass cabinet. Um, awesome. you've got that for life then, haven't you that memory? Yeah. You know, Gary Gary Caldwell will think about that FA Cup win, I'm sure most days, surely.
1: I'm going to ask him about it. I'm going to sing something to
0: him as well. What uh, what do you, what do you think happened with the FA Cup?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. There was something,
0: yeah, slipped
1: away in the last 10, 15 years. You even end up with like championship clubs not necessarily fielding the strongest. Team. You know. Cause well, it has to the, the the trophy at the end, the prize at the end has to be bigger, whatever that is. But then it didn't used to be that it just did just to have
0: said you have won that cup that year was enough. When you watch the old finals, you know, like when when Liverpool beat Newcastle in the seventies, that the. the when Shankly was manager, I mean, the reaction of the players, I mean, it's like winning the FA Cup was was as big as, you know, for some people, maybe even bigger than w- winning the actual league, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: But, I, like I said, I'm experiencing it now.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I yes. get it
1: now. If we get just a championship side, if we get to the third round and get a championship side, I'm going to be busting my nads.
0: So do you need, in order to get the money... Yeah, how would you get the money? Let's say you draw Man United at Old Trafford. Well, I went to see Crawley play Man United about
1: ten years ago at Old Trafford. In the Did they get Cup. any of that money, then I don't know. they must have done. Sure, yeah,
0: yeah, and the TV money, I guess.
1: I'd love to know how much
0: because if Exeter end up playing Man United, that's a that's a you know potential banana skin. So they, And they've also, got
1: a... the fact I got a season ticket, will that mean I've got first dibs on my little seed? Yeah, I think
0: that's how yeah. it works. How much is your season ticket
1: uh, a season? I don't know. I got Because I got up at 6.15am the morning after we got promoted. I got the little 20% off, I think. So It's about 280 or something like
0: that. Oh, mate. That's fantastic. I'm not an idiot. Good for you. Since we since we last talked, have there been any more developments with the club in terms of old Davy Early's uh, becoming more of an um, ambassador type figure?
1: I would say they're moving further away, <laughs> and they're seeing it all as rather a silly circus.
0: <laughs> like like a date that you know is isn't going well oh, this tr-
1: this guy is trouble let's no no they've been they've been lovely but um oh, God. I, I I interviewed a fan Latoya last week I think it's my favorite interview brilliant a regular fan yeah. LaToya, in the Big bank I loved it I loved it yeah yeah
0: and then also you appeared on the official Twitter feed, didn't you? Yeah. Exeter took a photo of you. Yeah. Great to see my new... Have I told book. you about the flag? Yes. I mean, that's oh, incredible. Yeah. I went last...
1: The last guy I went to, I was looking around for the flag and it wasn't
0: up. I, anyone? Guys? I've, uh, I've brought my own if you... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I was you earlier and, you know, maybe, maybe it was too lavish praise, but... Uh, you, you, you're clearly a smart guy because that, that idea on paper, if you pitched that to me before you did it, I'd have been like, what? But it's worked, hasn't it? Well, I mean, to be
1: fair, I, I was talking to Joe about following going to see Exeter without recording it. And Joe is the one that said, this is making me laugh. We should record it. Wow. Yeah. Very
0: so good. it started,
1: that's how it started. But the more, I think possibly we spoke about it. the more I'm getting into it, the more I want to deep dive into the, the heart of the beast. I just want to get to know the, the fans and the the groundsman and the tea nice. men and women. The beating the, heart. The beating heart.
0: Um, which other, I know, you know, we, we both looked at the, uh, results, which were the other results that had, that had caught your eye, David? Uh, at the weekend? Yeah.
1: Grimsby Grimsby beat Plymouth 5-1 Lloyd oh, Griffith's guy. side Lloyd was absolutely cock-a-hoop wasn't he I Should have got him on Should have got him on Sorry In fact do you know what I'll... No no... <laughs> no I mean with us Do you know what I'll send him i um... I'll send him a link If he wants to pop on Quickly Yeah they beat him
0: 5-1 Unbelievable the... That Leeds game Looked absolutely bonkers As well didn't it See that Leeds Bournemouth I watched that I watched the highlights Of that Yeah three one down that was good limbs
1: three one down yeah so that um somerville yeah is he dutch is that somerville, right? leads oh james doesn't know yeah he's dutch <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i i don't like you but do you not think i'm at an age now where i absolutely have to double check that sort of thing yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Tell uh, me I, that, uh, I, you know, we're a similar age. When you hear Somerville, you immediately go to Jimmy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, we put Jimmy Somerville in our film, Brian and Charles. I had to have a bit of communards in there. Um, I've sent Lloyd, if he's around, if he's kicking his heels, he can come on and talk about Grimsby beating Plymouth 5 1. Yeah. So, how far have yes. you seen Crystal Palace go in the cup? Have they won it?
0: FA Cup final. No, we've got to the, we've got to the final uh, three times in the past thirty years. And how was that? How did that feel? Uh, well, I'm going back to there's the very famous run of 1990 when. Famously, they play, Remember that. I mean, that's one of the great
1: the Liverpool in the semis.
0: Yeah, Liverpool in the semis, but and, yeah. and also the the, the two-legged, um, not two-legged. It has to go to a replay because the first the first match, Ian Wright had broken his leg. Is that Wright and
1: Bright at that time?
0: Yeah, it's that era. Wright comes off the, Wright comes off the bench. I think scores twice, and then it goes to a replay, and then Lee Martin scores the only goal of the game in the replay. And there's that incredible, and that kept Ferguson in the job. Allegedly keeps Ferguson in the job. Neil Webb, I think, it hits the pass. Neil Webb, now a postman. Yeah, and I think Reading have taken him on for, in like a hospitality. Really, uh, I was, I was, I was really like it when a club does that. Yeah, And they get an old player back, give him a job. Ambassador is the, is the, is yeah, serve, isn't it? because he was like England player. Yeah, and graceful around the pitch. Absolutely. And yeah. Did I tell you the uh, the Liverpool-Crystal Palace 9-0 story? No. So I used to freelance for the evening standard, and I had to do a look back at um, the 9-0 defeat. Yes. So remind me, who was in the Liverpool side at the time? Oh, I mean that's that. I mean that. I'll be honest with you. It's that long ago that I was. I was a Liverpool fan. I was when I was a kid. I was a glory supporter. So, so Mike was
1: Barnes and Beardsley, mate.
0: Barnes Beardsley, Aldridge, McMahon, Gillespie, Hanson, Nicol, Houghton, oh. Rob in goal. Uh, would Staunton have been around then? He should never have. He should never have left. He was so good. Um, but it was, it was that era. I think Gillespie might be the only one I've not mentioned. That. that it was that era anyway. And so they beat them nine 0 And I had to interview some of the former players about Did the you? Game. Oh, wonderful! And they're they're great. They're wonderful. Tell you what, this is good. I I, I speak to John Aldridge, who I mean I, I I'm 44, so I was I was actually Aldridge over Rush just because Don't look it.
1: I've
0: got such happy such happy memories of John Aldridge. But I found up John Aldridge and I go, uh, "Hello." Are you John. Nervous when you're finding up John Aldridge? Quite excited, actually, and also. I'm able to. I'm able to be honest with him at, at the start. I can say, look, John, just so you know, uh, when I was a kid, you're an absolute hero to me. And then, and also, as long as they're a human being, uh, he's going to go, thank, oh, thank you know, thanks ever so much. And then he can you you're sort of straight into it. Um, but these, as soon as I phone up John Aldridge, is uh, he goes, hello? I go, hi, John. Uh, my name's James Gill. I'm ringing from the Evening Standard. And he goes, um, is that in any way affiliated with the Sun? And I go no, and he goes yeah, great, carry on. Wow, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. So he was great, and just you know, just said about that particular match, just you know, absolutely spanked them. He's still upset. He's still upset to this day that dog leash sold him. Did he go to Real Sociedad? I think it's it still hurts him now because Rush came back from Juventus, and they couldn't have the two out and out strikers in the same team. What and dog leash was managing then? Yeah, and he sold Aldridge to Real Real Sociedad. No, bring back Rush. Brutal, right? I know, because that and that was and that was before the time where you had squad rotation. I mean, like you know, you think of like Man United when they had uh, your four strikers, Paul, yeah, Sheringham, Solskjaer, four yeah. world class strikers. You yeah, yeah. there is going to be the odd grumble, but generally speaking, you can keep them happy by yeah, rotating yeah. it. But that was before all that, so he he gets sold anyway. Spoke to a few of the ex-players, and then I spoke to Jeff Thomas, and uh, he told this story. He goes, "The the, the full time whistle goes. It's nine nil." And he goes, the thing with Steve Coppel is that he wasn't just a manager to those lads. He was almost like a, a, a mentor, a father figure. What he'd done for the club, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd taken on this incredible journey. And he said, when the full-time whistle blew, and because Steve Coppel is from that northwest region, they knew that they'd doubly let him down. And so he says, they ought, the, the Palace players walked past Coppel, And he said they couldn't even look at him because they knew that they'd, you know, they'd really broken his heart. And he said the tension and the atmosphere and the mood was, was horrendous. And he said the old Anfield dressing room was two separate dressing rooms. So the, the couple and his coaches were in one changing area where all the clothes are. And then all the Palace players are in the room next door in this giant communal team bath. And he said the mood is horrific and no one can talk. And all the Palace players are just sat in the bath looking at the water. No one's saying anything. having been beaten 9-0. And then John Pemberton, who is genuinely a, a naturally funny comedian of a man, goes, uh, you know, uh, I think they might do quite well this season. <laughs> and Jeff, and Jeff, Tom, Jeff Thomas said, he says, we, he says, we couldn't let Steve Koppel hear us laughing because he would think that they were laughing at being beaten. And he says, what you've then got are 14 fully grown men all having to take it in turns to hold their breath and go under the water and laugh under the water what with so all their willies uh... yeah absolutely so, so he said he said it was like a jacuzzi because all you could see were all these bubbles of laughter of like 40 men going um yeah beautiful
1: oh yeah no
0: palace palace have never won i'm just thinking
1: about all the willies <laughs> That's, honestly, I've spoken... I don't know who I've spoken to before. I don't know how they do that That bath. Thing. I always thought they were naked. They're not naked, are they, in the bath? They're just yeah, chilling out in their shorts. Naked.
0: Definitely naked. But I but those communal baths aren't a thing anymore. It's all individual showers, isn't it? Is it? I think so, yeah. Is game, it? Yeah, games, games changed. What, even if I was playing at the local? Cause we no, were- sorry, that'll be different. Yeah. But Anfield now, I imagine that dressing room will be like... I mean individual be, showers. Be beautiful, Fuck. isn't it? Yeah. Would you still would you even right, imagine David Earl, you are like Mo Salah level quality. You know, you're you're a world class player. People are clamouring for your for your signature. You're, you're a global icon. Would you still be getting a crafty look at other players' touches
1: Well you can't help but compare. <laughs> well,
0: you can't compare, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you? I mean, you you're a human being, aren't you? You've got yeah, you Of course, you're going to compare. Good hat trick today, David. Oh, thanks very much. Then you internal monologue: Fuck you! That's like a pipe of Pringles. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thing is, thing is, you get to a point where you're not comparing because you play every week. So you're like, well, I'm not sitting next to I don't know Roberto Firmino, whoever's. I'm not sitting next to So you get used to it. Maybe you time your shower run.
0: What? So you're not coinciding with
1: yeah Ding Dong? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the FA Cup. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> get out. Well, I'm excited about tonight. It's the draw for the FA Cup. I get the feeling you can give a fuck.
0: <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you because I, I don't. I don't feel the magic of the FA Cup. No, that's why you should be supporting us down here. Because because Palace's is, Palace's is main objective, and, he, and and I'm sorry, I know I know we're better than that now, and I know we we're looking top half these past few seasons. But I know for a fact, anecdotally, every single Crystal Palace fan I know, despite our success this past seven eight years, every Palace fan is always thinking survival. <laughs> let's just you
1: let's don't just care survive. about
0: you. Well, also, with the FA
1: Cup for you lot, it doesn't get serious until round five. Quarter 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 finals, finals maybe, or, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited. And the draw's tonight. Uh,
0: David, I wish you... Who's doing the draw? Ooh. Good question. Give us it when Rod Stewart did it. Yeah.
1: What, what were your thoughts there? Well, I mean, I've seen it since on the video. I didn't see it live.
0: What are your thoughts when you watch it? Had he had a few, uh Oh, just a bit. It's hammered, is not
1: he? Fucking hammered. It looks like it. Uh Monday FA Cup draw. Right, let me just read out. Can't wait for this.
0: What? Well, get someone like Davro doing it, you know.
1: Davro, I've got him in my, um, phone. Probably Davro. If you're interested.
0: I am. I'm very, mate, very interested.
1: <laughs> well, I am. Um, So, Exeter City will find out their opponents in the second round of the FA Cup in Monday night's draw. Yes. The draw for the second round will take place live on BBC2 on Monday, November seventh, starting at 7pm. Here we go. Here we go. And Exeter are
0: number 30. Number 30. God, mate, I'm desperate to find out who's doing it. I can't find it. There's a team called alve church who beat cheltenham so they're yeah so you're the top. you're the goliath to them aren't you yeah really? yeah yeah oh mate no one's saying who's doing the draw okay oh, break who would you who would you ideally like to do the draw
1: um the lead singer of Mike and the Mechanics?
0: Yeah, good choice. And if he did the draw look while looking back over his shoulder, that would be incredible. <laughs> that was well, such yeah, a death That gag. was a lovely end. A lovely end after a very disappointing start. I feel like I conceded two very early goals.
1: Yeah, but you came back with three or four beauties, one from outside the box. Yeah, it's lovely. And then I, I conceded a goal with my head when the willies. I was like, oh, why do I have to bring that up? Anyway.
0: And then I've got I've then got to, I've then got to, I've got to honor the I've got to honor the offer then though, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. Bringing Willies up. Yeah. When you were at school was there was always a kid wasn't there who'd gone through the change like a lot earlier than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, Alan Shoebridge.
1: <laughs> cheers James. Cheers Alan. <laughs> yeah, cheers Alan and cheers
0: John. James. Thank John. you mate. Yeah, well, thank you, David.